Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford, joined by Noah Russo. How you doing, buddy? I'm really good. Feels good to be back. Yeah, man. It has been a while since we have done one of these. Yeah. Pre, like, pre-holidays, like, it's been a while. It has been a while. I mean, well, I mean, the league was taking a break, too, so it seems only right that, that we take a break uh, as Absolutely. well. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Happy New Year's to you, though. Thank uh, and you. to Happy all our New listeners Year's. out there. Yes, to you and to our listeners as well. Um, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I'm gonna go classic, get in shape. Yeah, I feel like that's that's probably been my go-to for about a decade. And I feel like I feel like now though, like it's probably getting to a point where it's like I kind of have to, like it's getting to the like I just I feel like I still got like a couple more years where I could just like coast and like fake it. Like, sure. Do I have back pain? Absolutely. Did I just like the that... back pain has been ridiculous? Yeah, it's actually brutal. <laughs> so like, like back in September, I was like, holy shit. Like I thought I was gonna die. Like I thought I had like a tumor in back there oh or something. God. Then the I guess wor- my body just got used to it. Yeah, I think the worst was like a few weeks ago, I like dislocated my knee in a dance class. Do you know how embarrassing it is to limp out of the back of a dance classroom? Like at my size, looking like me. Terrible. So embarrassing. (laughs) Thankfully, only like 25 people saw. (laughs) So not the worst. But yeah, this is the year though. I think, think, yeah, get in better shape. I don't know. Maybe try harder with school stuff. Hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm done school, so I can't really have that New Year's resolution, which... I mean, honestly, I don't know if I'll ever go back, but yeah. um, I think that's your plan. Yeah. And I mean, you you really always were, you know, the better student of the bunch of us. Uh, I mean, if by the bunch of us, you maybe mean the two of us. Well, yeah, that's a low bar, right? <laughs> low bar. Even then, I feel like on some projects, you could easily like have that title. Mm. Oh, you know you you left university we like before me for who was the worst student you know after 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 you left and moved away i, I phoned it in for the last couple of years <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, no real weak stuff there but uh but yeah at least you know hockey's back lots going on fans and stadiums in most of them ish. um yeah good news panthers looking good since coming out of the break before we get to that, though, real quick, forgot to mention before the show, I was going to tell you, but World Juniors being canceled. Thoughts? Ugh, brutal. Brutal. Yeah. I, I drives me nuts. I don't understand. Like, it's, it's annoying because it should have never been canceled in the first place because the IHF has just, like, 
I, they bungled this whole situation. But bungled is such an understatement. Like, screwed the pooch is an understatement. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not been great. It's not been great. They're just sabot. Like, <clears throat> the fact that you're not like even being careful in hotels where you're just putting teams up in hotels where there's weddings going on. Also, who's getting married in Red Deer in like January? Like, I was told by a Swiss December. player that his hotel was connected underground to a nightclub. That's sick. That Not was for COVID full, purposes. It was like, fully like open and functional while he was there. Well, yeah, it's Alberta. Like uh, that's you know that's where I'm from. I was back there for for five days. It's very open. Um, but to- just like what are you doing, IHF? To me, I think the absurd part was that, like, clearly, like, the U.S., they were the first team, they had two positive test cases, right? And they had to forfeit, right? Yeah. So, clearly, the IHF is, like, very strict in, like, what will and cause games to be, you know, canceled or forfeited, right? Those policies seemed really strict, but then all the procedures and stuff they had in place just didn't seem to match that. Like, if you're going to be really strict on you know when you're going to enforce punishments and what those punishments are going to be at least put the proper protocols in place so that like you can ensure that you don't have games forfeited you don't end up in those situations it's not like last year like it was a bubble setup right you know yes staff are in the bubble players are in the bubble no outside people in the bubble this year it probably was set up just like a typical world juniors yeah and you know at first we were very quick to blame the IHF well no no sorry not the IHF we were very quick to blame outsiders but uh, the reality is and based on what happened with the Russians and their flight back to Russia I think the consensus is that nobody was like they were just like teams weren't following protocols either and the IHF was just not enforcing them yeah which is, is still on the IHF like how all these rules but if you don't like if you don't enforce a rule, why would people follow it? Exactly. It's like jaywalking. Everyone jaywalks. And why? Because no one ever gets a ticket for jaywalking. It is Correct. so rare. Correct. So, yeah, you're not allowed to do it. But why like, does why do why do does every single driver in the GTA drive 130 on the highway? Because you never get pulled over. Exactly. It's perfect. I love like, it. I you know, it's you can't blame someone. It's yeah, human exa- nature. Exactly. Like if you give people, if people know they're going to get away with it, they're going to try it. It's it's the whole conundrum of it's 3 a.m. middle of the night. Nobody's around you. You pull up to a light and it's a red light. Uh, maybe. Slowly. Like maybe you inch forward. Maybe you accidentally go through the light. Why? Because you're not going to, you're not going to get in trouble. Yeah. There's no camera there. You're fine. Like it's just, of course that's going to happen, you know? Yeah, so if you're not going to force policies, like, obviously the players are going to... I mean, it's human nature. Like, no one likes being trapped in a hotel room for, you know, two weeks or whatever, right, doing nothing. Like, if if no one's going to stop me and there's, like, a nightclub attached to my hotel, I might sneak on over there, right, if I'm not going to get caught. And that just, like... To be fair, to be fair, I don't think the players were sneaking there. No. I think, I think it was more the fact that just that they had nightclub like people that were in and out a lot. Oh yeah, it's. I I, I do not think players were were going there. But yeah, but yeah, I, but there's this the intermixing of people from yeah. inside and outside the tournament seemed always set up to fail. 
really unfortunate because I love this tournament. Right, I love watching these players. We got you know a little taste so of it this fun. year. It really is like you're just seeing all these really great young hockey players. You're seeing some great hockey stories, uh, like Slovakia. You know, I had a lot of people rooting for them this year with some of the the talented draft eligible players they have. Like, it's a fun tournament, and to see it kind of implode like this in a very like very self inflicted by you know the organizations organizing very. it. Um, really unfortunate. I and, think this, and we're, I mean, yeah, not to go, not to go off on a tangent, but we're going to see this tournament rescheduled before we even hear about the women's U18s getting rescheduled. Yeah. I mean, they said they'd reschedule both, but they've made things very clear of what their priority tournaments are. Um, I, and I, I honestly, I don't think it's directly a sexism thing. I think it's purely a financial thing. Yeah, it, and I it's think just they're, they're just trying to make money. Yeah, and they're just not willing to invest in uh, the women's side of the game for whatever exactly. Like, exactly. did you see the statement Luke Tardif put out? I, to me, that's I, like I don't why why'd he even bother? It's to me, it's like one of the all time like worst statements you could put out. Like two sentences in, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is brutal. But just not a great like month for the IHF. No. Not at all. Really not. No, really tough one. Um, And we'll see, you know, what happens with the the rescheduling of these tournaments and when they're going to be probably sometime in the summer. Um, But yeah, who knows? Good news though is Panthers hockey. Panthers are back and not only back, they're looking pretty good. I I know it's three games out of the break. Um, But to me, you know, I watched, uh, you know, I did, I watched a bit of the Rangers game. I've watched, uh, the lightning game, obviously, because that's it's, n- it's never a dull game when the, the Panthers play the lightning. Oh, it's always fun. I, and that was the only game I was able to catch a glimpse of. Um, it was really good. Yeah, it, it, it always is, right? Yeah. It doesn't disappoint. It does not disappoint. Right? Like, there's just so much, like, bad blood between these teams. It's awesome. Between the fan bases, too. Like, it's what sports is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as things are kept civil-ish. Yeah. But, um, but so far, like I'm loving the way this team's come out of the break. Yeah, it's it's so sick. Like everyone's contributing too. Yeah, anytime you come, like anytime you have a long break like that, like you always wonder how your team's gonna come out of it, right? Some teams they kind of come out a, a bit flat. Some teams the the rest has really helped them, help the Panthers get a bit healthier too. Uh, and now we're seeing, you know, it, it's nice now because. Panthers for a little bit were were struggling a little bit, uh, you know, kind of going into the break, kind of up and down. And you're trying to pinpoint, you know, is there something really, really wrong with this team? Is there something that needs to be fixed or is it just the injuries? We're seeing a much healthier team now. uh, And the results are there. The offense has been unbelievable, uh, really, in all all three of the games. Yeah. Um, Really just fun hockey to watch. And I think – they, they look like the team we saw at the start of the year. They, they, they really do. I mean, everyone's contributing. It's Bobrovsky's playing great hockey. Spencer Knight's contributing, like getting in there. And it's just, it's that team that you love, love to watch. Yeah. And I mean, we got to talk about like Jonathan Huberto recently. Like, my goodness. He's just doing like hooby dooby doo things. Yeah. Some of the stats, I can't even remember them. They just like throw them up on the screen. Like, on the TV, they're just insane. It was like three out of the four, like last five point games in the NHL are, are Jonathan Huberto. 
Yeah, and he's uh, – I just pulled it up. He's fourth in the league for points right now. Yeah, right. Like, where it should be. Like, he is an amazing hockey player. Like, I think Panthers fans and people who watch this team have known that for years. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, outside of this market, people are taking a bit more notice uh, of what he's been doing and just how consistent he is at, at what I mean, he does. He's still not taking as much notice as they should, though. No, no, of course not. I think I think that's like that's just the reality of being like a Panthers fan. Like, you know, you're you're never gonna get the recognition. No, like uh, that's the reality of it. The players are until not. until the cup is won, probably. Yeah, yeah. Until you get a cup, then I think people take notice. But yeah, uh, he has just been on an absolute tear. The passes he's making, and the the chemistry between him and Duclair is is unbelievable. It really is. Right, like, like the reality. And and but him and Barkov too. Oh yeah, like but yeah, coming back. What was that? The can't remember who. Yeah, I think it was the first goal against Montreal. The Bennett one. Yeah, like Duclair's just been producing. Yeah, yeah. The chemistry, like he and who are getting chemistry everywhere. Yeah, like the reality is like, and Bar like unless there's injuries like. Barkov and Verhage should always be together, and Declare and Huberto should always be together. Yeah, like those duos need to stick together because the chemistry they have is so hard to find, and those duos are just so electric. Where they're out there, throw whoever else you want on on the line, it's gonna work. Um, but yeah, Anthony Declare just ridiculous season from him, um, which is like we're all hoping for. I mean, what can I say between him and Bennett, both two guys who are having very good seasons, and they're you know second season here in Florida and they both like combined they cost the Panthers less than like seven and a half million dollars a year for the next three years like insane it's ridiculous uh and speaking of Sam Bennett though the Sam Bennett hit on Cedric Paquette now we we saw tonight (laughs) uh the NHL Department of Player Safety has uh issued him a three-game suspension meaning he will miss uh the next game, which is against Calgary, his former team, which I'm sure, ideally, he probably would have liked to be in the lineup for. Yeah, before before I get too into it, um, was there a penalty on the play? I can't remember. There was not. There was not. There was an injury on the play. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so no no penalty assessed on the play. Um, if anyone hasn't watched the hit yet, um, it, it's not great. Um so if you're a bit squeamish, maybe don't watch it. But uh, big hockey collision there. Uh, do you think Sam Bennett deserves the three games? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he is a repeat offender. Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> he is a repeat offender. Like, yeah. I, had there been a had he been ejected from the game right then and there in the first period? I'd be arguing for less than a three-game s- suspension, but it's kind of tough to argue. It, it's a yeah, it's a tough play. Um, it's not great from Sam Bennett, and you know, it's tricky because again, this is the second time he's done this. The stakes are a little bit lower this time because it's a, a regular season game against Montreal versus in the playoffs against Tampa Bay where he got suspended. Um, but it, it's tricky because if you're just you know, you're the Panthers. You want Sam Bennett to play like Sam Bennett plays, and you want him to be physical and play with an edge, right? Yeah. And the reality is, is when you play that way, 
no matter what your intention is, there are going to be times when you maybe have incidents like that that occur. Yeah. Right. And it's like that one, that one's a tough one because Paquette's like Paquette, Paquette's in a really bad spot. I, I think it, when it comes down to it, Paquette's in an extremely vulnerable spot, but it's just, it's an unnecessary play. Yeah. And it's, does he get, I think he got the puck first. Uh, I'm going to pull it up. Um, because like, yeah, let me just, let me just pull it up here real quick. Yeah. Let's see if it loads. Also, fun fact, now that we're talking about Bennett's, um, did you see uh, there was a repost of the 2015 Pittsburgh Penguins New Year's resolutions? Bo Bennett's 2015 New Year's resolution. What was it? Play in 10 straight games. (laughs) Did he do it? (laughs) I I, I couldn't tell you if he actually did, but... um, I, 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 that made me chuckle on, uh, when I saw that. Yeah. It's very funny. He did very not funny. get the puck. Well, he does. He did not. He did not. Well, with the he did not get the puck. It's just, it, it, when it comes down to it, it's just not a, it's not a hockey play. He's. Yeah. Like, I know. I, he could tough. have easily taken the puck and had like, that would have been his hat trick goal. Right? Yeah, like that would have. Well, that would have been his second goal of the game. Yeah, like like I can see, I, I can see what he's going for here. Like I can see what he's trying to do. Right? I can see what he's trying to do. I can also see what he does. Yeah, yeah like the reality is, is like he. I don't think Sam Bennett's coming in here thinking, "Oh my goodness, I am just going to absolutely like nail him in the head." No, but when he's, you see he's the, thinking, he's thinking, I'm just going to nail him. Period. Yeah, and then. Just the way Paquette is, is like he, he gets all head first. Yeah. Right. Like that that's the play. So it's tough. Is it worth three games? No. How many games, if any, do you think? Well, he's a repeat offender, but like so so <laughs> I, I'm just I have the uh I have the um player safety decision video up. Oh, perfect. There what were two key points that led to this decision. Okay. Uh, you, you tell me the key points. I'll, I'll throw some counterpoints. The, these are some terrible, terrible key points, if you ask me. Like in a good way or bad One, way? Bad way. One, illegal check to the head. Okay. Fine. Okay. Two, to, okay. repeat offender. You're telling me you made your decision off those two key points. That seems like not enough. I, that's what I'm saying. That seems like something I would have thrown together for like a school PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a sci- like science is good. And like, like, it's just, it's terrible. Um, See, like, here's the thing. I'm looking at it. First of all, he stays on his feet. Okay. Right. So already a plus. Um, arms, tuck, mean- arms tucked tight to the body. Right. He didn't throw a chicken wing out there. Um, so another positive, really, so I'm just going to say things he didn't do. Like he didn't spear him. I'm just going to, like, to me, 
oh, like it's it's hard because I love Sam Bennett, so it's like whatever. I there's so much bias yeah. in it, right? Like it's so hard to be impartial here. But like, yeah, Paquette's in a tough spot. Like his head is extended out. If Paquette is just leaning back like a little bit, check to the check to the chest. Yeah. Right. Um. So it's it's not a great hit. I would have maybe gone with a game or two. I probably would have gone with a game as the decision and then added the game for repeat offender, although the first incident was in the playoffs. So, like, do you blame Sam Bennett or do you let the, blame the referees who let that game get a little out of control? Hard to say. I mean, I definitely blame the referees for not calling a penalty on the play. Yeah. The, the, like, I probably I, I would have called a penalty on the play. Like, that's... I think there should be discipline to referees for just being shit. <laughs> like, honestly, isn't, though. like, honestly, why isn't there any accountability among referees? It would be nice. Do you, like, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion here, people tend to perform better when they are held accountable for their actions. Yeah. Like, and that's just, that's just me. And it just seems like if I'm a referee, like, I mean, like, we had Tim Peel last year who was caught on the hot, hot mic, right? Well, like, you have to do something that bad to get reprimanded. Okay, and, like, what did they do? They like, suspended him with pay for the rest of the season, a season which he was retiring at the end of afterwards. And then he went on to do, like, podcasts and stuff and proclaimed to people that P.K. Subban's not a dirty player. He just has a bad habit of slew-footing people. Yeah, I don't get his Twitter. I don't understand. The- P.K. had a slew-foot attempt against... Um... Who were Tonight. they playing? Yeah, who were they playing? Washington. It, yeah. I think so I just slew foot Hathaway. Yeah. And Hathaway said, no. Nah. It was a big slew foot attempt, too. He really Hathaway was pissed. I probably would be, too. I mean, oh, I'd probably yeah. be. I mean, I'm more likely to be the one throwing a slew foot, but <laughs> in all likelihood. Um, but yeah. Yeah. What's the thing, too, is like a lot of stuff that you see, like, I don't know, like not this, the, the one in the Montreal game, like it's a bad play by Bennett, right? I would have gone maybe a penalty on the play and a, a one game suspension, right? Yeah. Three games to me, it's a bit much, but whatever. But stuff like what happened in the playoffs, even stuff, and I don't want to sound like I'm defending Tom Wilson here, right? But like, if you let a game get that out of control, like stuff like that's going to happen. And like the referee, it's your job to make sure games don't get to that point. Sure, it's like fun some of the time until someone takes it a little bit too far. Like, it's just, it's frustrating. Like, because I I do believe had Bennett been ejected from the game or even given, I think you can, at least in WHL, I know this, you can give a two-minute penalty for check Check to the head, which is an absurd rule. It's just an oxymoron, if you ask me. Yeah, if you check a guy in the head, like, surely that's worth more two minutes. Anyways, but, like, you give that you give Bennett a five minute in a game, he gets one game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guarantee it. Yeah, and so I think yeah, I think they should have called it differently on the ice, and then I would have called the suspension differently based on that. I, I get that the like the the, the 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 most popular, the most common excuse for referees not calling stuff when it happens is well, the play's going so fast, right? How many times have you heard that? Uh, I, you hear it a lot of times. 
But like, that's your job. Your job is to be there when the play is going that fast. Yeah, like no one's saying it's an easy job. It's a difficult job. The game does and, that, and they get paid accordingly. Yeah, they get paid like watch play and like or just the league give them the tools to review that. I it's, it baffles me. Actually, you know what? This is so unrelated to everything, but I just want to point it out because it absolutely annoyed the hell out of me this week. Did you watch? And you definitely didn't. Did you watch the Oilers versus uh, who are they even playing game? The Islanders? No, no. Before that, is the Devils? Devils, let's say. Yeah, Devils. Yeah, they played the Devils. Yeah. Did you see the they call lost in that in game? Overtime. Yeah. Did you see the call in that game? No. Here's what happened on the play, and this is just it, it, a little bit ties in with just how bad like officiating and rules are, but whatever. So, uh, the Devils have a delayed penalty, right? Yeah. So the Oilers have the puck, right? Puck gets loose. Dougie Hamilton sweeps it away with his stick, right? Not possession. Oilers get the puck. They make a cross-size pass. Was, Jack, this the, was this the coach's challenge? Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, they, Jack Hughes knocks it down, doesn't get possession. Oilers get the puck, put the puck in the net. The Devils then challenge for a missed stoppage, right? They challenge for a stoppage that had been missed, right? Which would have been either Hamilton or Hughes had possession and the play should have been blown dead, right? Mm-hmm. This review takes nine minutes, right? And usually when a review takes that long, I'm thinking, all right, goal's coming back, right? Yeah. And the explanation after nine minutes we got was, yeah, you can't challenge that. So therefore New Jersey didn't challenge it. Therefore they don't get a delay of game penalty for an unsuccessful challenge. I didn't, I, I knew, I knew the, the chat. Well, I knew the result. I didn't realize New Jersey didn't get a penalty and didn't exhaust their challenge. Yeah. So essentially they came back and said, you can't challenge this, so you didn't challenge this. So because you didn't challenge it and lose your challenge, you didn't delay the game despite the back that I was sitting on my couch for nine minutes watching nothing. Well, here's the thing. Basically, it took the referees nine minutes to interpret the rule book. Yeah. That's that's plain and simple. That's what happened. Yeah. But by very the, definition. The, the referee's job is to know the rule book. Yeah, and by very definition, you the Devils did delay the game by nine minutes. I, that, that's absurd. Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm I'm sure like a bunch of referees right now have COVID, just like all the other NHL teams, and they're probably very short staffed. Oh, absolutely. But like, it, it's been a problem for years now. Yeah, where it's just like I don't get it. I don't get. I don't like, even know. What... Like, what is it? Is the refereeing just not good enough? Is the game getting too good? Like I, I, I don't know what to attribute the the poor performance to. Yeah, but like the, I think they have to do something with the officiating. Um, I, I, I really think we're gonna get to the point where there's gonna be a referee upstairs. I think they should have a monitor. I think they should and every game. It's gonna start with that referee's in charge of calling major penalties. Yeah, or even if it's just like they're watching it on a monitor, right? So let's say you can see so much more from upstairs. Yeah, let's say Sam Bennett, like he lays that hit, right? Yeah, it's a questionable play, right? So you have the referee on the monitor who's like, maybe something was missed there. They're just reviewing that really quickly to say, hey, maybe take a look at this, right? It would take you 
five to ten seconds, right? I've I've inter- I've I've interacted with that type of software. It's incredibly fast. Yeah, it takes you, you literally just have to go back, watch it again, maybe watch it again in slow mo, and maybe you get another camera decision. angle, and then you have your decision, and then you can you're on a I, headset I, with the ice mic, and you say or the ice ref, and you say, hey, take a look, I, this is a penalty. I don't even I I honestly at the next think, whistle. I think it could be yeah at the next whistle, and you don't even have to bring back the clock. You just no. you assess the penalty at the yeah at the stoppage. Yeah, because like I guess like on the Bennett one, the stoppage comes pretty quickly because it's injured at your paquette, right? But it takes at least thirty seconds for the puck to drop for the faceoff. In that time, someone should be checking that. Like, and the the off ice official at the bench can just signal to the referee, "Hey, guy upstairs, like, yeah. is just he's taking us a quick look at it. Give us a second. Yeah, it'll it'll delay the game by almost no time." And you'll get more calls right. So and, that, and the one on the, the Paquette one, you see a player lying on the ice. You've blown the play because he's hurt. Perhaps you're wondering, how did he get hurt? Like, that's the... So that's the thing. Like, I feel like there's a big push for the NHL to minimize those, like, dead air time. Yeah, oh yeah, Absolutely. Like, so it would kind of go against their nature to implement this type of system. Yeah. But at the same time, they need to make a push to make the game safer and to create more accountability in the game yeah. or else you're just, it's going to get out of hand. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, like call down, call penalty, everything. Like if there, like there are a lot of hits and things like that in the game that are just like kind of 50, 50, it's a penalty or it's not right. There's a gray area. We're but just like saying for stuff that's major very clear penalties. And stuff that's very clearly a penalty. Yeah, major penalties. Yeah. Not like minor penalties, major penalties. Yeah. Because, and I don't think this will ever change, referees do game management where they will not call all the minor penalties in game because they're trying to even out the playing field. It's yeah. not okay, really, when you think about it, but... That's, I feel like it's part of the game at this point. Yeah. And it's infuriating, I think, for, you know, for most people, for fans who are like, you know, you're wondering why, like, there's so many blatant stuff, like penalties that get missed, and you know it's because of game management. Yep. You know, because if you didn't just come off the power play, right, and you've had two power plays more than them already, like, you right? already know the penal- who the penalty is. The going next one. Next. Next so that's why, like, I would love, I, I don't know if this is a thing yet, but live betting the next penalty i would love to do that oh they'd lose so much money exactly right well it's like and i'm and i'm sure like, like and i guarantee you like coaches are on the bench when you've had you know two or three power plays in a row you're probably telling your team look boys the next one's coming against us so it, let's you, not give them a 1000 percent guaranteed and you always notice it when on the play the referees miss a blatant call there's a makeup call coming in a few minutes oh. for something far less severe. Oh, yeah. Give, give me a makeup face-off violation like, penalty. There's going to be a, a, a clear trip on the play that goes uncalled. Next thing you know, there's a hook behind the play that gets called. Yeah, absolutely. Every time. Every time. It, it's, it's so predictable, and it's so bad. But, but won't change. I mean, that's it, it's part of the game at this point. Yeah. All right, well, we should move on, talk about some upcoming games. 
But first, a quick ad read from our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New, new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Back to talking Panthers hockey. We're going to talk about some of the upcoming games uh, that got on the schedule. But before we do, forgot to mention in our previous kind of segment going over the last few games where the Panthers absolutely torched their opponents. Uh, but Radko Gudis setting the record for most hits by a Czech-born player. I, I didn't even obscure. know that was like something that they tracked. Yeah, it's like a very obscure thing <laughs> to like. I love, I love too that like immediately like after he said it too in that game, like they had the, like the Panthers social media team put out this very nice looking graphic of Radko yeah. Gudis. They had like a map of like Czech Republic in the background. They had like this hometown city, and I was like, wow, they they were ready for this, but also like what an obscure thing to like put up, pull up a graphic for. So weird. But I'm all about it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Oh, I mean, I mean, what else can you say about Radko Gudis? The guy throws hits. What do they call him? I can't. The butcher. Always, the butcher. He's the butcher. He's the butcher. Like, how intimidating of a nickname is that? My goodness. I just like every time he's out there, like he's always just throwing hits. You love to see it. Love it. Love you it. You know, great for the vibes. You know, great leadership. I'm sure. I always loved the one video when. Um, he was on the Tampa Bay Lightning, gross, but um, when he was on the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Tampa Bay Lightning released this, like, they were doing their third jerseys when they went to their black third jerseys, right? Mm-hmm. And they made, like, a fake third jersey, right, that they were going to show their players, and it was it looked horrendous, right? It was, like, black, yeah. blue, and white, and it had, like, three rows of palm trees across the bottom in, like, different sizes, and they're showing it to the players, and the players are like, oh, this is terrible. It's too many palm trees. I hate it. They're like, why so many? Just like, like, I think Nesterov's like, oh, like, we just need like one <laughs> row, right? Like, Pilat's like, nah, not for me. And they get to like Radko Gudis, and he's like, oh my goodness, this is sick. This is unbelievable. <laughs> palm trees on a hockey jersey. What could be better? He's like, <sighs> and he tells the trainer to order a few extras for himself personally. <laughs> so funny. And that's probably my all-time favorite Radko Gudis memory yeah. is him just absolutely loving the idea of palm trees on a jersey. And that's <laughs> when I knew he was coming down to South Florida. Oh, um, so good. But yeah, all-time leader in hits. Love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. Um, but yeah, upcoming games here. Panthers looking healthy. Minus Sam Bennett here for the next few. Um Unfortunate too, because going up against you know his former team Calgary, I was really looking forward to this one. 
you know, his return yeah. uh, to Calgary, going against his former team. I was excited too because I want – I feel like, again, outside of this market, not enough people watch the Panthers. I feel like some of those people are Flames fans. They're probably been wondering, what's Sam Bennett been up to? Remember Sam Bennett from the stories from, you know, all those years ago? I guarantee they're going to show that that – hit highlight at least twice in the flames broadcast 100 like, this is where F- sam bennett is yeah but i feel like would, i just would have loved to see sam bennett like come back to calgary and just absolutely torch them and be exactly what they thought they were getting on draft day but just in a completely different jersey yeah i think he's like hovering around 0.75 points per game right now 0.75 points yeah, let me pull it up real quick like, do you know who's hovering around 0.77 points per game right now Everyone's favorite, uh, everyone's favorite former Leaf, Mason Marchman. <laughs> Ten points in thirteen games. Oh, it's so funny. But yeah, looking really, like, I feel like Calgary's one of the Calgary's always one of those teams, right? Johnny Goodrow's red hot right now. So looking really good. Looking really good. He's in a contract year, so good for him, I guess. Uh, bad for the Flames it's going to be really interesting to see what, what happens, but yeah. Like, like the flames are a very good team. I think this is a really, really interesting matchup. Yeah. Like yeah. two pretty gritty teams. Yeah. And I think two things these teams do really well is capitalizing on mistakes that the other team makes. Yeah. Like that is like Calgary plays a very structured system, right? They don't have as much speed as the Panthers, right? Mm-hmm. Very good. Like they have Johnny Gaudreau, but outside of that, there's not many guys that are going to really burn you. They have a really good decor. They have a really good goalie in Jacob Markstrom. But you watch Calgary play, and their entire approach, it's a bit different than Panthers. Like Panthers are very like, we're just going to go a million miles at you, throw the body, have all this skill, and we're just going to come at you and win 5-4, right? Mm-hmm. The way the Flames play, it's it's Daryl Sutter. It's a lot more structured. They play physical. They have some big bodies out there in Zadorov, good Branson, former Panther. Uh, Lucic obviously up front like they have some some big heavy players but their entire system is based around the other team making the first move right yeah it's all about patience and just reacting to what you do and capitalizing on those mistakes right they're not they're not going to make the first move they're going to wait till you make the first move and then wait till you mess up and that's how they're going to get their looks that's what they've done all season It, it really is and that's they've done it all year and they've been really good at it all year Really successful. Um, Manji Apani um, having a really he was, strong He was making them. a push for the Olympic squad. He was. I mean, he's shooting the lights out. Uh, so he's been a big part of the Flames. Like, they're, they're a good-looking team this year. I think it's going to be a really good test for the Panthers. Um, it, I think the goaltending is going to need to show up for this one in the Panthers. But Brofsky has been good lately, assuming he gets the start. Like, He'll need to be good in this one because Jacob Markstrom's going to be good at the other end. Um, and breaking down that flame structure should be a good test for this team. And I'm curious to see, you know, with Sam Bennett out, you know, does Anton Lundell, who's been very good lately, can he, mm-hmm. you know, step up or someone else step in and fill that role? I do think it'll be a fairly low scoring game. Oh, interesting. I, I kind of get that feeling. I think that, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of shots from the Panthers. But Jacob Markstrom is going to probably do a good job in net mm-hmm. to keep the, the score down. Uh, can they get four by him? 
no, nah, I think this, this I, to me, this has got like three, one or three, two. I, I was, I was going to say three, one. Yeah. 100% two, one, then an empty netter. Yeah. Like it, it, to me, I think the flames, the way they play, it's, it's so, it's so different than what the Panthers do. So I'm curious to watch the matchup and really it's going to be who gets the other team to play the way they want to play. Yeah. Like if the Panthers are able to create enough scoring chances, enough offense, um, by breaking down the flame system, the flames are going to be forced to try and open up and play the Panther style of game. And that plays right into the Panthers have uh, Panthers hands mm-hmm. with the speed and the skill that they have, which I think is more so than what the flames have, especially in their bottom six. Um, but if the flames play structure and the Panthers just can't break through, then um, you, know, you can see the flames uh, coming away with this one, but I'm going to go with, I'll go three, two Panthers. Okay. I'll go three, one. And I'm going to say, I'm going to pick a goal scorer from either team. I'm going to say Milan Lucic gets a backdoor tap in. And I'm going to say Mackenzie Wieger takes a point shot that takes a couple of deflections off a Flames player on the way and goes in. Okay, I'll go go Dylan Dubé for the Flames. All right. It'll be a good slot shot. And um, our guy, Mason Marchment. Oh Seems yeah, like he's, he's hot. He's hot. Rush. He's hot. He's gonna get one off the rush. Yeah, you already know. Yeah. I mean, really, if we want to go with the most automatic thing, we probably would have gotten with Anthony Declare breakaway. Yeah. Or like Barkov, like one timer. Yeah. So, something real, real obvious. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how the prediction comes away. Um. But yeah, that's a fun. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, me too. I I'm gonna try and actually watch this one. So, pretty pretty yeah. excited. And then after that, we got Dallas up next. Mm-hmm. Dallas, who is, I don't know, they're just Dallas. Uh, and then big matchup against Carolina. But I, I I, really think we'll get a good sense of what we can expect on the road from the Panthers after this Calgary win, uh, Calgary game at home. No, you had to write the I don't first want to time. get ahead of myself. <laughs> no. like... Might age poorly. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's also tough, like, because usually, like, I feel like like a lot of times like I love looking at the schedule and I love looking like at the next 10 games, right? And you're kind of looking like what what do you think the team is going to do over the next 10 games? What do you think the record's going to be after those 10? Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is like I'm looking at it now and even if you look at the next 5 games, I don't know what the record's going to be because quite honestly, I don't know who's going to be playing in those games. Yeah, like both teams could get shut down like, by like like we we saw that Montreal game. Yeah. We saw I, there were some some names out there that were like people have been just saying the Montreal Rocket. Yeah, because it's like it's guys that like I've either never heard of or guys who I heard of briefly like five or six years ago. Yeah, they had Cam Hillis playing in his first NHL game. He started the season in the ECHL. Yeah, good for him, working his way up. You know, so y- y- we have no idea what to expect. Yeah, that's like that. That's the reality of it. Is I, yeah. I will say this though, in that Montreal game, by the way, like really good game from Sam Montembeau, which is nice to see because I like Monty. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really he's gotten a, a very significant opportunity in Montreal, and I think he's he's kind of trying to cash in, but he can only do so much with the shell of a team that's playing. Yeah, like the reality is, right? is like, uh, no, like very few goalies are winning that game. Yeah. Right for for the Montreal Canadiens, I thought it was really solid in that, uh, which is nice to see. Like, uh, you know, 
I, I love Montembeau, but the reality was like there was just no room and there or, there wasn't right like Spencer Knight was going to be your backup right like and Drieger came in and just wowed everyone yeah so it was time to move on it's like it's one of like it's one of the situations where like it's tough to see a guy go because you love him but you you want all the best for them where they go and nice mm-hmm. for him to you know go to his hometown team yeah um but yeah good game for him but yeah like that's the thing. like look at these games that like I've quite honestly no idea who will be in the lineups for any of these teams it might like it could be AHL teams for yeah, all we know. It really could. Um, and that's just the reality of you know the league these days, I guess. But uh yeah. we'll see. Uh we'll have to wait and find out. Wait and find out. I think that does it uh for this episode. Thank you to everyone tuning and listening. Uh appreciate it as always. Sorry, it's been a while since we uh recorded one of these. Um, but we'll be back hopefully on Wednesday, Thursday. We will do on Thursdays, Thursdays on Thursday or next Monday, depending on schedules. Uh, And we hope you all tune in then again. Cheers. Do the-